Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. On this, yes, I'm going to say glorious Monday morning. Now, you say, why in the world would you say glorious? Certainly not saying glorious because. Uh, what happened with the college baseball teams we follow over the weekend? Pabon. Bon. Cajuns go to a, go to Texas State and get swept. Uh, as far as my expectations going into that series, if I had to make a prediction going in, I think I would have said the Cajuns would have won one out of three. I kind of expected Texas State, Texas State at home to win two out of three. You were. It would have been nice if the Cajuns could have got at least one. Uh, all three games ended up being close because of an incredible comeback by the Cajuns yesterday, scoring two in the seventh and five in the eighth. But they didn't get the sweat sweep. They didn't get to. They they couldn't avoid the sweep. I should say. Uh, LSU. I would have thought they would have won two out of three going into the weekend. Turns out they didn't win any. So as good, and I, we got to give, got to give Mister Bitter credit. He called and he said, "Look, I know y'all are talking all good, but I'm watching the games and I'm not seeing it." And when it looked like they had a chance last week, we were talking, "Man, very good chance they're going to finish." Or we thought anyway, a very good chance they were going to finish third or fourth overall. If they lose two out of three. And Ole Miss wins at least two out of three. And Florida wins at home against South Carolina, which on paper could happen. LSU could finish as low as 10th in the regular season standings overall in the SEC. So, and fifth in the, in the, um, in its division. So, man, that took a turn for the worse in a hurry for sure as well. So certainly wouldn't use the word glorious for any of those. I don't I don't know if I'd go all the way to glorious for Cajun softball either. Great victory over the weekend, swept the Sunbelt Conference tournament and but then last night for the for the regionals and we're going to analyze it a little more later on, but you know, it was a little disappointing that they got a third, a three seed and sent kind of far away, pretty far away, further away than we were thinking. And so I think the I think a lot of the predictions were based on the fact that the Cajuns would get a two seed. They showed very little respect for the program. And you got to wonder, had they not won you got to wonder with this little respect as the committee showed them with the seating and where they put them, you, 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 you got to wonder how close they were to not getting in had they not won the tournament. 
maybe they were a little closer than we were thinking because I was thinking they were in. But obviously the Sun Belt got z- was shown zero respect on the softball side. I expect that it will get a little more respect on the baseball side, hopefully a lot more, but we'll see how all of that plays out. With all of that said, and we'll talk more about softball later, but um, it's not an unwinnable regional. You know, the top seed is Clemson. Clemson is not like going to Alabama, not like going to, you know, Florida State or somewhere where you're talking about a traditional powerhouse who knows how to win. The the softball game is still a little on the new side for Clemson. You look at their statistics, not that they're not good, but nothing just wow. Oh, man, you can't. How can you possibly beat this team? You just don't get that feeling. Um, and Auburn is good. They have a, a really good ace pitcher. Um, but again, they didn't finish in the top four or five at SEC. And uh, they were under 500 in the SEC. So that I think that means they're beatable. Not saying you're going to win, but I think they're beatable. I think it's a winnable region. And then you play, if you would happen to win the region, you go to a seven-seed Oklahoma State Regional. You, we think it's going to be Oklahoma State, but I guess you never really know. But again, if you got a shot to go to the World Series, if you're if you're really thinking World Series, you that's the kind of regional you want to be in. You want to be in a regional that's somewhere between seven and twelve-ish, and they're the ten-seed regional. And again, theoretically, you're not playing a total powerhouse, so it gives you a chance to win. Of course, the weekend, the team's uh, situation was complicated with the news over the weekend uh, yesterday morning, uh, I guess, or whenever that was yesterday, that they found out that Coach Jerry Glasgow has COVID, and so you know, he's not going to be able to be with the team at practice during the week. And Thursday's the earliest possible day if everything goes well that he could rejoin the team. And so we'll um, because you know we'll see what happens. All right, I say glorious because as a, the Saints fan side of me, uh, it's still beaming and from you know. Very encouraging offseason. And although the Astros didn't get the sweep, things went well. All right, so here, here's baseball. I was, I was going to say baseball 101, but it's not really baseball 101. It's, it, it's beyond. It, it, it's, it's a little deeper uh, way of looking at baseball for, for, for Hannah. All right, so here's the way it works, in my opinion. Now, now. I would I would say a lot of people, probably even most people, don't agree with me. But here's the way it works. You um, in my opinion, when you start the major league baseball season, you got 54 wins and 54 losses. And then there's 54 games that you got to figure out what you're gonna do with them. Uh, and so when you lose a game like the Astros loss on Saturday, where they just get their face crushed. You just chalk that up as one of your 54 games and you move on. There's no, You don't even have to worry about it. 
really. Now, I uh, I'm a little concerned about Christian Javier just because I really like him. I really think he has good potential. I really, I've said it multiple times, I really think that whether it's this year or next year, he's going to kind of catch a stride and have a breakthrough season. And it's not looking that way so far. He's had some good outings, but just haven't seen that, man, he's about to catch fire kind of stuff. Hopefully, it's still early, so hopefully that can happen. So that's my only concern. In fact, I enjoy, I mean, if you're going to lose, you might as well get your face crushed because if it's going to be one of those 54 losses, if you're just checking off one of your 54 losses before the season starts, um, then, you know, you might as well get give up 13 like they did on on Saturday because when, when you're not a really a good team like the Nationals aren't and you score 13 runs, chances are you're, you're, you're in trouble the next day. And very predictably, they scored zero the next day. And the Astros were able to win um, eight to nothing and claim the series win. And they are now five and one on this nine-game road trip. What is it? The second three-city trip already this season. And even better, yesterday was just tremendous. You know, I hate double plays. Hate them. I am not as anti-strikeout as every as a lot of old school baseball fans. I hate the double play, except for scenarios like yesterday. It was just perfect. Perfect victory. Uh, I think it was like the seventh inning. The Astros were up six to nothing, and they had the bases loaded and no outs. They up 6 nothing. They got the bases loaded, no outs, and El Pedro Grande is up. And I said, please hit into a double play. Please hit into a double play. You say, why do you want? Because I don't want to score 13 on the game going to, to Fenway. You don't want to do that. It's bad. And once again, I'm not saying it's anything the players can do about it. When you're a player, you go out and play. I get that. I'm talking about as a fan, what I want to happen. Okay, so I said, please hit into a double play. Please hit into a double play. And what did he do? Hit into a double play. It was perfect. Because when you hit into a double play, one, you get an insurance run to get to seven. The next batter popped up. So the inning was over. And then Altuve hit a little useless home run the, the next inning, I think it was. Or, or two innings later. But but still, 8 nothing is fine. 6 nothing, 7 nothing, 8 nothing. that's fine. But you just don't want to get to where you get like 15 hits and score 13 runs because then you get the Piper. You, you, you don't want to ever get the Piper's attention. And, uh, you know, that's what happened. The Astros, you don't ever want to set records. The Astros tied the all-time record for all the teams in Major League Baseball history that ever got 11 wins in a row. They had the second, they tied with the fewest amount of runs ever given up, ever, in 150 years, an 11-game winning streak, and they had only given up 12 runs, so they were due. They messed with the Piper. You never want to mess with the Piper. Leave the Piper alone. It's like an angry, if, if your wife is happy, you don't want to do anything to make her mad. You got to leave the Piper alone. And the pitching staff messed with the Piper, and so they paid for it on Saturday. So I'm fine with it. I understand what happened. You move on. They got the victory yesterday. It, it, it was tremendous. So 
Glory is there. You know, you go to Fenway, uh, they're starting to hit a little bit, kind of, sort of. Look, if you go, I just don't want to get swept. You know me, I just don't want to get swept. If the Astros don't get swept, then say they lose two out of three, well, would they be a six and three, three-city road trip? There's a lot of teams that would sign up for a six and three, three-city road trip, especially when they're not hitting and they're just kind of sort of starting to hit. So really tremendous. So I, I, I understand for a lot of people it was a very disappointing, depending on who you're a fan of, and I respect that, and, and, and I get it. But, you know, the Astros-Saints fan side of me still uh, qualifies as glorious. Also over the weekend, before we get to our first um, timeout, also over the weekend, it looked like the Bucks and the Suns were going to avoid the medicine season, and it just did not happen. Did not happen. Uh, so, but I'm gonna get into. Let, let's do this. Let's take a, a phone call, then we'll take our first time out, and I'll uh, give you some details for that and explain that for those of you who either totally disagree with me, in in, in other words, you're in denial or don't quite understand exactly what in the world I'm talking about there, or why I say all this wacky stuff. All right, let's go to the uh, the game hotline. Hello. Glorious. Glorious, Kevin. You're not excited oh, about the Saints you, and you, Astros? You, you know, you're not a fan. You just uh, I know it's your job. You're a sports writer and everything. But when you bake in the sun, which I didn't bake, you know, of course I'll take great stride not to cook myself – when you melt at Alex Box Stadium for 10 hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday and watch that debacle. I apologize the, to the, I apologize the, you know to the UL fans, and LSU you fans. Know, you know, you got everything right in your hand, Kevin. You just won't close your hand. Of course, listen, let me say, once again, Kevin, the theory of your, you know, I know you love the bullpen. But when you have to piece four or five guys, and you know this already, and you know what I'm going to tell you, you got to piece four or five guys together every single game, it is extremely difficult to anticipate that those four or five guys are going to do what they've done. I mean, even if they do it 80% of the time, it's very unusual. So, I mean, you know, you get like Razorman who, you know, has, I mean, he's great. The kids are freaking throws 98 miles an hour. But, you know, he has his days when, you know, some of these cats, they, it comes in 98 and it goes out 198. So that's what happened to him yesterday. So, I mean, it was a really rough weekend, Kevin. Really, really, really rough. I, now, I understand. And I apologize for the UL fans and LSU fans. I, I know. I know you do. And listen, but listen, let, let's – let's uh Cut to the chase, man. I, I just think everything's uh, – I'm, I'm getting nervous about the Saints, man. I think good things keep on happening every three or four days. I don't know. I just don't know if I can take all this good news <laughs> and anticipate. Well, all the bad news, don't you think – Kevin, you know – But you don't know. you think Come after on. a whole season of bad news, we're due some good news? I know, man. I know we do, but, boy, it's hard. You know, the glass half – if the guy comes flying out when I every day, oh, the Saints, I, you know, got uh, Tyree Matthew, they got Jarvis. 
The locker room is just going to be electric. It's going to be filled with, man, I'm just, whew, just makes me so too nervous, man. Too <laughs> nervous. Yeah, it's going to be a long summer, man. I, I, oh, gonna, it's going to be I, a crazy. Yes. I, I know my wife's got a lot of chores for me. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to have to just immerse myself in chores and come out the other end in August and, you know, just get ready. Anyway, okay, Kevin, I'll... Uh, All right, I'll thanks, Manny. Hang hopefully, in there. Hopefully, Ellis fire up. Ooh, we went from the penthouse to the outhouse in a hurry, Kevin. Big time. I right, I agree. Thanks for the call. Now, they can redeem themselves in Nashville, but Nashville is not normally a place for redemption for visiting teams over the years. So, I know a little down year by Vanderbilt standards, but still not going to be an easy place to win. No, no, no question there. All right, let's do this. We'll take a timeout, revisit this whole medicine season thing. Just trying to explain sports to people. That's what I try to do. Explain what we're watching. All right, we'll take a timeout. Be back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the best local sports talk in Southwest Louisiana. Welcome back. Two footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch us on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to get in, want to remind you about our second Astros weekend getaway. We already gave away the first one. The second one is scheduled for Saturday, June the 18th against the White Sox. And all you need to do to be eligible to win an Astro weekend getaway is go to the website, join the game, the game clubhouse, and as you register, you become eligible. For a great Astro Weekend getaway where you could get four tickets to the Astros Saturday night game, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday evening as well. Astro Weekend getaways are powered by power by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian Houston downtown, and the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can... Do that registration. Take care of that registration by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. I mentioned medicine seasons, and I throw these little terms around. I don't know. Some people call them theories. It's just, uh, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of my way of explaining kind of what I believe about sports. Um, and a lot of people disagree with me about it. And I, in my opinion, they're just simply in denial. And, w- and what I mean when I say medicine season is when you when you are a team that accomplishes like a title or goes to the World Series or goes to the Super Bowl or whatever for the first time ever, or when or, or for the first time in like you know decades a long 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 time and 
It's compounded by if you kind of come out of nowhere to do it. Then, in my opinion, you're going to have a medicine season. Now, for instance, if the Astros go to the World Series this year, that's not going to create a medicine season. They went to the World Series last year. They went to the World Series two years before that. And they went to the World Series two years before that. So they're not. Or like if the Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl, it's not going to be. a. They just, you know, they've been very recently. It's They're not a, you know out of nowhere kind of a champion. So when last year you had the Bucks who won the NBA title for the first time in 50 years, the Suns went to the finals, looked like they were going to win for the first time in a long time. I focused a little more on the Bucks because they won, but really they were both fall under the medicine season. Um. Now, I don't know that they were like the total poster child for a medicine season. Uh, the Braves from last year is pretty close, although they've been winning at least. They've been going to the playoffs at least. So I wouldn't say – I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals – folks, I think the Bengals are in big trouble. I, you know, I really expect them to have a bad medicine season. Now, they might have a – they might surprise me and have a good regular medicine season, which means they're not going to go back to the Super Bowl – but they, you know, if they have a winning season, I'd, I, first of all, I'd be surprised and very impressed. I really think the Bengals are going to have a losing season this year. I think they are the poster child for a medicine season. Um, but it looked like the Bucks were going to bucket and, and, and have an even, you know, have a super fantabulous medicine season, maybe even defy it, but no. Medicine season got them. Didn't happen. Same thing with the Suns. And it's amazing. With the Bucks, you kind of know it. But with the Suns, it was interesting because I started, now that they got eliminated, you started hearing, all oh, there were bottom five in this category and the bottom five in this category. And I'm thinking, how are they bottom five in all these categories when they had, like, the best record in the league? But um, I guess that's what medicine seasons do. I don't know. Crazy. Crazy. But uh, they didn't fight it. The bad part about that is a stupid Celtics one. That's just sickening. Go Heat. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. All right, so the Bucks have a medicine season. Can we quit talking about them now? I mean, yes. okay, thanks. We appreciate the Bucks. Let's hope that the Los Angeles Rams have a medicine season they so will. we ain't got to deal with yeah, them. Yeah, they're done. Now, 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 let me ask you a question. If I like the Cincinnati Bengals, does that mean I'm not a Saints fan even though I pull for the Saints? Can uh, I like Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just think you'll get on the nerve of some Saints fans, but I don't think that means you're not a Saints fan, no. Well, I've been watching the Saints longer than you. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, well, as a Bengal fan, you should expect a medicine season. And if you have well, a great I, medicine season, I, I, you just enjoy it. I'm not a Bengals fan. Yeah. I, I just, I'm hoping that a couple of Bengals players do well. No, I get it. That, 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 you know, that, that's all. I mean, Tyler Shelman from Lafayette, Louisiana, plays for the Bengals. I get it. I, mean, I, hope, he, I, hope, he, I hope he does well. But let's move on to – See, see, here, here was the deal, and, and I tried to help people last last week. You did, did I not say? Did I not tell you? I don't know. And there you are. You have you have LSU winning two out of three. And I said Ole Miss is playing good ball. 
Here's what happened. I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I could have saved Manny a lot of time. Manny sounds like a nice dude. Sounds like a guy. If I went to his house, maybe his wife made some brownies. We had some milk. We could probably sit down and talk for a long time. But here's what happened. All right. In the first game, this was the absolute worst-case scenario for LSU. When they went three innings, and then it came a weather delay, and they had to stop the game. See, LSU, Mikael Hilliard couldn't come back out and pitch. Now, I will say this. Ty Floyd went six innings. He only gave up one run. You know? But the old Miss pitcher that pitched on Friday night, he came back on Saturday. He threw another four in. And that rarely happens. Innings. That was impressive because that rarely happens. Do you know how LSU lost that game? Do you want to? But wait, but I, 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 I'm gonna get to the best one ever. Because okay. the best one ever is left. But do you know how they lost the game on Friday? Tell me. Okay, so they they had two outs. And Miss, Ole Miss had a runner on second, so and they had two outs and two strikes on the batter. Well, Mikel Hilliard throws a curveball about 58 feet. The batter for Ole Miss swings, well, the ball bounces and goes over Malazzo's shoulder to the backstop. So the runner from second goes to third. The runner, the runner gets to first. Then they walk the next batter. They get a single, score two runs. They walk the next batter, reload the bases, get a single, and score two more runs. That so so Ole Miss had four runs, and, and they should have LSU should have been out the inning. But here, th- this is the tip top of. I'm telling you, in 58 years, one month and six days of living, and you know I've been around baseball my entire life. I yes. have never heard something as stupid. You know how whenever they run that little promo and you go, "That's stupid." Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well. I don't know what happened, but this happens to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody ever say in the history of major, uh, history of baseball. So Jay Johnson, the coach of LSU, this dude with no pitching, okay, they don't have any pitching. I told you that last week. All right, they start Dutton on Sunday, okay? So Dutton is the starter. All right, so Dutton goes out there. First pitch, they hit a double. They go get Dutton. They pull Dutton. One pitch through one pitch. That's a team that doesn't have any pitching. Well, that was the plan. Dutton was going to pitch to the first batter, and then they were going to bring Hasty in. Now, whoever heard, because they were going to trick him. See, they, they, they were going to make him think that Dutton was, was going to pitch, and then they brought Hasty in to trick him. <laughs> well, they didn't trick him. <laughs> I mean, is that well? It just didn't. It didn't work. Stupidest. It didn't work. Stupid. No, no, no. It didn't work. (laughs) It did. It did. I mean, that 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 literally. I mean, literally, the man said it. Yeah, but I I mean, I guess I guess what he means is that they were doing some sort of modified, watered down version of the opener. Is that what he was basically trying to say? I don't know what he was trying to say, but I mean. You, I mean, when the opener opens, you, you throw more than one pitch. <laughs> he threw one pitch. The man hit it, hit it in the gap. Out he came. Here come Hasty. They were tricking Ole Miss. I, I, I mean, boy, they, they, this is pitiful. This is the most pitiful bunch. I have. Do you realize that LSU went 0-7 against Arkansas in the major three sports for men? They lost, they lost every game to Arkansas. They, like, I think they went 0-5 against Ole Miss. 
And, and yet, all these people are worried about these uh, these recruiting rankings. Don't be worried about the recruiting rankings, buddy. Be worried about the performance on the field. You ain't cutting it. Do you realize that in the history, in the history of LSU baseball, this is the first time Ole Miss has won all three games in Baton Rouge? You know, I heard or that. No, I did hear that. That was surprising because that's a lot of years. That's since 1906, 116 years. And this is only the second time since 1982, 40 years, whenever I graduated from Acadiana High School, that they, they took two out of three from LSU at Alex Box Stadium. Now, they don't play every year. I understand as much. But it's at least been 20 or 21 times. Yeah. But like I said, that that, that stunt on Sunday, uh, uh, Dutton throwing one pitch and then bringing in Hasty. I'm telling you right now, they 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 could be struggling to get into the NCAA tournament because Vanderbilt ain't gonna be Vanderbilt's playing good ball, and Vanderbilt's trying to get take care of their own self, just like Ole Miss. Ole Miss was trying to take care of their self. Well, they now they 13 and 14. LSU's 14 and 13. Well, they, it don't. Hey. You know, I thought they were gonna host, but if they lose two out of three and don't go real and don't make it like to the finals at SC, they they don't look like they they may not host. Let me explain something. Unless they sweep Vanderbilt, which they're not going to, they're not hosting. I'm telling you that right now. They not and if they go zero and three at Vanderbilt. Getting in might be a chore. Just telling you. But yeah, they 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 had some 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 stuff to see over there this weekend. Hang in there. Oh no, it don't, it don't bother me. <laughs> I, I I saw five national championships of six. I saw all six national championships. Just like I told Troy, getting the hammock. Hey, hey, at this point, but it's just so stupid. It, it's so stupid and and and, and, and irrational. To just pitch a man one pitch and then take him out. That that was that that was just dumb. Anyway, all right, Footsie, it's it's good to be an Astro fan. You you were right. Yes, it is. And just think, Hannah went went, went and found her wedding dress yesterday. And Julio Rodriguez went four for four yesterday. So you see, there's a lot to be happy about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. And, to, and, and I don't know if you know this. Today, I got to go do some grandpa stuff. I'm going to be a grandpa. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. You didn't even know that, did you? I did. I didn't know it was today, but I knew it was happening soon. Yeah. I but no, no, it's not happening today. But I got to go do some grandpa. Oh, stuff, which okay. Means I, no, I saw I, it I on Facebook. Go- I, I saw it on Facebook. I gotta go give some money. That's what it means. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, 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 that's what. But the foot girls need to kind of give it the program. I mean, <laughs> that's what my wife oldest, is thinking. The oldest one that teaches out of Kadiana. How old is she? She was born in '94. Her birthday's well, July the fifteenth. Well, she's the same age as my daughter. She needs to give it the program. <laughs> All right, Footsie, All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Oh no, we don't want to. We don't want to. We gotta. We gotta take the steps. Gotta take the right steps. All right. We don't want to speed up that process too much. All right. We will take a timeout. Come back. Whew, that's a bag to unpack. I don't think we want to go too far down that road. We'll um, take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette. One zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Oh, 
Welcome back to the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. remind you about downtown rising VIP passes if you would like to win the ultimate downtown rising VIP experience where you could uh, win a pair of VIP passes and a chance to meet the Cold War kids. Simply register at the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. The event is Saturday, June the 4th. The Ultimate Downtown Rising VIP Experience presented by Social Entertainment, Raider Solutions, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to get in, feel free to call. You could talk about Cajun baseball, LSU baseball, Cajun softball, NBA playoffs, which are not going as most planned. But again, if if you really believed in medicine seasons and you didn't really count the Suns, or the Bucks, and it's it's going about like it would go if you if you discounted those two teams, but uh, still, uh, for most of the country, very some very surprising results. I don't know that a lot of people really took the Mavs ultra seriously. Um, I heard a lot of NBA people with the opinion people that pay a whole lot more closer attention to the NBA during the regular season, especially than me, but overall, um, think that the winner of the Mavs series is going to win it all. I mean, or is going to get to the finals, going to win the conference. So uh, we'll see how that happens. But, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of good games. There's been a lot of surprising results. So overall, I like that. I hate chalk unless chalk – benefits my team obviously you know we all have personal agenda and that's that's part of the deal so I don't as unless it's benefits my team I don't like chalk so I, I don't think you could say this is a chalk NBA playoffs because it's been a lot of surprises so I kind of like it um so far I don't like the fact that this if the Celtics can get beat in the Eastern Conference Finals then it would be a successful NBA playoffs for me, but we'll see how that plays out. All right, the Cajun, we, we referred to it in the first segment, Cajun softball. Um, I, You know, most of the thought process going into yesterday was Alabama maybe. Mm, few people, and I was thinking, you know, Arkansas is within the region at least. I think a lot of people were thinking Austin if they got in. And it's interesting because Austin, I mean, Texas had, an, and I haven't checked the RPI. When I checked it yesterday, Texas had an RPI of 15, and they had a win over Oklahoma, which hardly no one in the whole country can say. So... Now, their exit 
from the Big 12 tournament was not a good one. Coach got, you know, flipped off the umpire and got ejected, and he's pretty emotional. And I don't have any idea if that if that impacts the committee's decision or not, whether they deserve, quote, unquote, deserves. I kind of hate that word sometime in sports. Deserved or should get a regional host. I don't know. But I know their RPI was 15, and they sent them to Asia. I mean, they just, they sent them cats to Asia. So I don't know how, if that played into it. Um, Cajuns, again, on you could argue, man, I'd rather go to Clemson and go to Arkansas. I think Arkansas is better than Clemson. I could listen to that argument. You could say I'd rather go to Clemson than Tuscaloosa. I agree. I'd rather go to Clemson than from a – I'm not talking about travel. From a travel perspective, I'm talking about from a competitive perspective. I'd rather go to Clemson and Tallahassee. I'm with that. Uh, you could say I'd rather go to Clemson than Knoxville. I don't know. Can have that discussion. I, I, again, I think it's winnable, but it is a little bit disturbing that a program that has been in twenty what twenty three of the last twenty four NCAA regionals didn't get just a a smidgen of respect. A little disappointing. But, again, you go out and win, and you can reverse all that. So, we'll see what happens. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. This is the least amount of attention I've paid to softball in probably the last 10 years. But, I mean, by by program standards, wasn't this a bad season? I mean, mean, I'm not saying it was a bad season, but compared to what they normally do – it's not up to the standard that they normally put on the field. Am I right in saying that? Oh, I don't. I don't know that the level of play right now. I don't. I wouldn't say that their level of play right now is worse than most teams at, right now. But what I would say along your line is they normally compete better against top twenty-five teams than they did this year. Yes. Now again, a lot of that was early in the season. They've won, what, 22 out of 23 games now? They've won, uh, you know, their record at 45 and 11. It's not like they have a bad record. But to your point, early in the season when, when they were very young, their record against top 25 teams is normally much better than this. Yes. Yeah, I just don't know if the, I don't know if the disrespect card can be played here. I, I think that they got about where what we thought – it was going to be. I mean, because normally, like you said, they do perform better against these these top notch teams. And when they were put up against them, they just they, they kind of didn't do anything this year. It was very, it was a very odd season. I, I followed from afar, like I said. I'm normally kind of deep into it, and I didn't really pay it that close attention this year. But from, it seemed like they weren't performing quite like they normally. No, did. again, early in the year, they, they 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 did not perform well enough. They just didn't. Now. Again, just totally based on this season, I have no argument with what, what, what happened. And it again, it might work in their favor anyway. Because, again, I don't know that they're good enough defensively and all that. We'll see. But the, it's a winnable region in that none of the – Auburn is good, but they're not unbeatable. 
And Clemson is good, but they're not unbeatable. So, you know, it might work out, but we'll, we'll see. I, I just think, you know, you, you have a program and you, and you think you're going to get respect, but they rarely do get respect that they didn't earn in that year. And so probably, to your point, probably should forget about that. I want to. I want before I go. I want to talk about one more thing. The, the the one thing, the one topic that perks me up more than any topic on on sports radio and around here is is what what makes you a Saints fan. Like what makes you a Saints fan? And, and Bitter brought it up in the last the last segment about pulling for the Bucks and how you know does that make him a Saints fan and all this stuff. Listen, I'm 41 years old. So if it comes down to age and amount of years that you've watched the team, well, then I'll never be able to compete with people that are older than me. Like, the amount of years that you've watched the team and the amount of season tickets you have and the games you've attended, that doesn't matter at all. Like, there's so many people that have been to way more games than me and I'm a bigger Saints fan. It's all about the emotional energy that you that you put into the team. And I give the Saints 100% of my emotional energy. They have 100% of my rooting interest, 100% of everything that I have when it comes to NFL football. If you're taking 5% of your energy and putting it on the Bengals and, and, you, and you're, you're, you care at all when the Bengals lose, if, if you're not just rooting for the team, you actually you wake up in the morning after a loss and you feel some kind of emotional response to the Bengals losing, well, then no, you're not a bigger Saints fan than me. I don't care if you've been watching the team for 58 years. You, you, you don't have as much emotional investment in the team as I do. I don't know how, why that's so hard to believe. And I, I hate when people throw on how old they are and how many years they've been doing something, like in some argument that you're better than me because you're older than me. It's not the case. You're not putting in enough to the team what I am putting in. It, it, it's period. all about, in my mind, it's all about how much do you hurt when they lose. And you just added the caveat, which I've never really said, but I, I can understand. Uh, if you hurt for – anybody else then you're not totally invested yeah so i i i i i I, I can buy that i just we gotta throw out the age thing like i've been watching the saints longer than you that doesn't matter that 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 should not equate to how big of a fan you are just because you were born before me and therefore you've been watching it longer than me that is that's just a completely bogus argument and i want it thrown out throw throw it out get the judge to throw it out (laughs) your age does not matter okay (laughs) okay Man, it's fired up. All right. <laughs> Man. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back, finish out the first hour next. On footnotes on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Uh, I want to remind you, if you would like to get a sneak peek of the movie Top Gun Maverick, this is what you need to do. You need to text Top Gun, T-O-P-G-U-N, to 68683. Text Top Gun to 68683. You might get a two tickets to for a special sneak peek the movie Top Gun Maverick on May the 26th at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. Brought to you by Big Boy Toys in the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, real quick, let's get back. Manny wants to clarify something I hear on the game hotline. Hello. Kevin, listen, 
I've been on the planet 59 years, seven months, and 10 days, and I've been around baseball for most of those. And I want to confirm in a depleted, with a depleted pitching staff and a Sunday, God has been your Sunday starter for the last four series. Now, this, Jay Johnson, I'm sure, has forgotten more baseball than me. I'm sure he has. How can you make me understand the plan is for this guy to throw one pitch so you're going to trick Ole Miss into putting all their left-handers in, and then you're going to bring in Hasty? And you got you, you got a, a – I'm not saying it's depleted. It wasn't depleted. It, he, had some, he had some relievers in line, but I, I'm telling you, I completely do not understand that philosophy at all. Now, listen. Hit the first pitch, you knock the cover off the ball. But you, you can't tell me that. You know that the man's not ready. I'm with I'm with Dinner. I don't do not understand. And there's several other things I don't understand. But uh, also, the, the, the young man that's talking about being a Saints fan, a, a fan, Kevin, just like you said, you have to feel some residual. If you can just get up from the sofa and go play uh, uh, Candy Crush or whatever people play on their phone or go and, and go outside and go for a walk with your wife or go to a movie or go to a picnic after the Saints lose and a, a crushing defeat, then if you don't feel any residual, then your fandom could be in question. I'm just saying, no, <laughs> no that's fair. Again, does it make but, you a worse human being? And I'm probably envy you, but I don't mean you're a bigger fan. No, I'm with you there. Oh, uh, 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 listen, yeah. I, I wish I could. I, yeah. I wish that I could just walk off and go go on a picnic after they lose, but sometimes I can't get up. Right, I understand. The, can't oh. even speak. All right, we're at the top. We got to go. Right, Thanks for the call. Have a good one. All right. Later. We'll be back on the game. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can watch us on the simulcast. 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. Had quite a few phone calls today about LSU baseball. So if you would like to weigh in there, LSU, very disappointing weekend. Got swept at home, no miss. Uh, Cajuns, very disappointing weekend. Went to Texas State and got swept. And you know, again, a lot of it has to do with expectations and circumstance. LSU was at home against a team that was below them in the standings. So I think there's an extra little bit of anger there. The Cajuns were on the road against the first-place team, ranked 12, 15th, wherever poll you listen to, ranked as high as 12, somewhere between 12 and 15th in the country. And they weren't necessarily supposed to win because they were on the road against the first-place team that was ranked in the top 15. So, But, you know, it would have been great to win a game. It would have been even better to win two games. 
it didn't happen. Um, they school they you know they got 18 hits yesterday. Overall, I kind of feel like the Cajuns scored enough runs to win. They just didn't quite uh, have the pitching to close it up. It, it's such a huge advantage to have a closer. You know, Texas State has a closer who has 15 saves. He saved all three games, which means they had to be close enough for him to require saves, which they ended up being after yesterday's incredible comeback. And so it's um it, it my my when we talked about about two weeks ago, we brought this up. Came up again last week. I liked where LSU was. Even though they're starting pitching and their defense has been highly questionable, and I get that. And again, I even when we were discussing it last week, I um, I admit it. Your your starting pitching has to give you something. I mean, it, it can't you can't get nothing from them. But as long as they give you something, I think postseason play is more about. Hitting and your bullpen, especially if you have a closer like Texas State does, who's got fabulous numbers and closes out every game that you have the lead late. So what I was worried about with the Cajuns is their starting pitching is actually way overachieved, way done way better this year than than most people thought, certainly than I thought expected. But like we said early on, they ended up using the guys who pitched in the back end of the bullpen last year. They moved them to the rotation. So they're counting on other guys. At times they've done well. At times they haven't. But the Cadets don't have that stud closer like the Bobcats do. And I think it makes a difference. Um, And the bullpen, you know, it will be very interesting to see what happens with the bullpen this weekend. When they finish out at home against Little Rock, and especially in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament in Mobile the, the week after that. So, I'm sorry, in Montgomery, not Mobile. An M, a city that starts with an M in the state of Alabama, and I, and I said the wrong one. The Sunbelt Conference Softball Tournament was in Mobile. Sunbelt Conference Baseball Tournament in Montgomery, which is a lot further. For a piece. Um... So, I don't know. I still go with the bullpen. But when you get swept like LSU just did, man, it may not matter what their bullpen is if they um, if their starting pitching continues to be as poor as it is and you end up going in as, you know, if you finish fifth in your own division. And, oh, that's, I don't know. Could be an uphill climb there. So, we'll see how, again, Thoughts on any of that, as well as we talked about the NBA playoffs from a medicine season standpoint. The two teams that look so dominant and look so headed to the conference finals just a, you know five days ago or so, both got eliminated over the weekend in the Suns and the Bucks. So, man, you're talking about Heat, Celtics, and Mavs and the Warriors. Hmm, hmm, we'll see what happens. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. 
Yes, sir. Okay, I just want to clarify one thing. Okay, what what the man didn't understand, the man 44, 45 years old, I was just telling you, <laughs> because I'm two years older than you, that I have been watching the Saints longer than you. Look, if you've been watching all your life, hey, man, that means that you're a Saints fan. All I'm saying is I'm, I hope Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and Tyler Shelvin, I hope they do well. I mean, I, look, here's the deal. I was all in on Fernando Mania. I loved every second of it. I didn't like the Dodgers, but I loved it. Now, let me tell you the two. Now, obviously, when I was a little child, I was very emotionally invested in the Saints because my father said every time they lost, I would cry. So I'm thinking that's emotional investment. Mm-hmm. Now, the two, two games I've been the most emotionally invested in, in in my adult life, one of them was last year in Washington. I have never been so emotionally invested in a game, <laughs> so miserable in a game my entire life. Because I knew if the Saints lost for the rest of my life, however long I was going to be left on the earth, I was going to have to hear it. That's why this year I'm not telling you what game I'm going to. <laughs> uh, I ain't going through that ever again. But you came uh-uh. through. You delivered. I know I delivered, and that's it. I I was never <laughs> so miserable in my entire life. And I could just – and because – I was a child of the 70s, and we went through a lot of – we have a lead, and, and did the other team would catch us and beat us. I, I, it just kept going through my head, and I was like, man, this, just, this, this, this is just going to be horrible. And the second game, it, was it 2011, 2012, when we played Frisco out oh, there and got beat right at the oh, end? I, laid, oh. I turned off the TV. I laid on my sofa, went to sleep, and the next morning I woke up, and I had not moved. I, I was. So that, I, I don't want to talk about. It. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. So that 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 has to be the two games that I've been the most emotionally invested in. So I wasn't like saying because you're 44, you're not as emotionally invested as I am. I'm not that emotionally invested anymore. I, I mean, I admit it. Like, but I am going to a game. I am going to a game this year, but it will not be reported on the radio. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just going just that come back with again. a W, and you can celebrate after. All right. All right. Maybe I'll take a picture, and then if they win, I'll send it to you. That's a good plan. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. How's it going? Oh, glorious Monday morning. Astros got a won a series against the silly little Nationals, and now they're going to Fenway. Man, you even going to be pulling for me tonight and tomorrow. Yes, yeah, I see you. You got your little victory on them guys that you wanted. So I got to pull for you on this one. I hate to do that, but, I mean, when I do my checks and balances, I just hate one more than the other. (laughs) But I I, I chimed in late. I don't know if you um, spoke to this, but I I know you don't believe in nothing. But it was reported. On the ESPN this morning, they hit my phone, too, a few minutes ago. Breeze loved what we're doing in New Orleans, thinking about coming back and play. No, I don't believe that. I'm telling you, see, you don't believe it. It's reported. No, I don't I don't believe that. I'm not even going to entertain it. No. You're not going to say. What no. will it take for you to believe it? That a man come out and on national TV and say I'm coming out of retirement? I mean, the only thing that would make me believe it is that um, – he actually signs a contract and he's on the practice field whenever they go to practice because I don't believe it. I don't believe there's any truth to it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I, that, that's what that man said. I mean, Not but, I mean, would you take him back? Would you take him back after all? You know, he old and he was kind of done. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way he's coming back to play football. No. But if he would, would you take him back? <sighs> no, nah, I'm ready to move on. I, I don't think so. Okay, all right. I, that's why I called once to your input. I didn't hear you speak on it because I chimed in late. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I just I, I heard some I mean. people suggest it. I just dismissed it and moved on. Yeah, just like you said, all right, just dismissed it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. All right, take care. <laughs> yeah, come on now. I don't believe any of that. All right. Again, the game hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. So we'll see what the Cajuns do in baseball. I, Like I said last week, we were talking to Koki. I wish they weren't playing a silly midweek game this week. I don't know why they schedule midweek games this late. Like they're playing tomorrow against Nichols. That game's useless. But anyway, it um, – We'll see what you know how they play it, how it plays out. I don't know, but uh, they need to get a sweep this weekend. But Little Rock won over the weekend. I mean, Little Rock's not, apparently not laying down, not laying down at all. And so, by the way, interesting Sun Belt series while for this weekend is with getting swept. The Cages are now just one game up on South Alabama, so the Cages currently stand fourth. They went to San Marcos in third place, only one game out of second. Well, now they're in fourth, only one game out of fifth. They play Little Rock. The Cajuns play Little Rock at home. South Alabama is a three-game series at Coastal, who's in third place. And so it'll be very interesting to see what happens in that South Alabama Coastal series. And if South Alabama wins that series, then maybe they're back in the running. You know, we've been talking about how four teams have kind of separated. Uh, That might get complicated if South Alabama goes to Coastal and wins that series because Coastal's been on absolute fire lately. So it, it really, really, really is shaping up to be a very interesting Sunbelt Conference baseball tournament. You know, Coach Glasgow said all the right things. And I thought Coastal played well in the Sunbelt Conference softball tournament. Uh, and Texas State had its moments, certainly. But it ended up not being that interesting of a Sunbelt Conference tournament. Very exciting for the Cajuns, don't get me wrong. But in terms of overall, it was not all that interesting. Um, the team that won the regular season kind of powered through. Um, baseball going in looks a lot more interesting, I got to tell you. So we'll see how it plays out. And obviously, the Sun Belt, I mean, the NCAA selection committee didn't think it was very interesting because uh, Cajuns got a third seed and no other Sun Belt team got in. And so, and to Nick's point, I mean, the Cajuns many, 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 many times over the last two decades have had a higher RPI. And it's not like the Cajuns RPI is terrible right now. It's 27. It's not like they, you know, they got in with a 50 RPI and they just only got in because they um, won the conference tournament. They do have a 27 RPI. Now, again, 
I think RPI is flawed, but I just say, say it because people use it and people talk about it. It's a gauge. Um, it's a flawed outfit. I mean, I've always thought that. Thought that for decades, but it is what it is. Until they come up with another one, I don't I don't know what we're gonna do. But so it's not like they got a fifty RPI, they got a twenty seven RPI and they got like what I think I read yesterday like thirteenth most wins in NCAA tournament his NCAA tournament history and they've been in what thirty of the last thirty one or thirty one of the last thirty two regionals. I mean, it goes back a few years since we're talking about all the years as a Saints fan, you know, um this program's kind of been there, done that, but it, it didn't matter. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back and continue to review this very, very, on one hand, glorious, on the other hand, disappointing. It was kind of all over the place this weekend, depending on what level you're talking about and what sports you're talking about. Some really good things, some very bad things. So kind of all over the place weekend, we'll continue to evaluate, filter, process when we come back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Kevin Foote, an award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host. And a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the whole bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foote is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes on the Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. want to remind you, if you would like to win a family four-pack of ride tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair, this is what you need to do. You need to text CHSF, text CHSF to 68683. Text CHSF, the first letter of Cajun Heartland State Fair, to CH, I'm, ta- I'm sorry, to 68683. You might win a family four-pack of ride tickets to the Cajun Heartland State Fair scheduled for the Cajun Dome May the 26th through June the 5th. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Hey, I knew that Drew Brees' arm had deteriorated over the past several seasons, but I didn't know it had gotten to the point where he couldn't even hold up a microphone. Well, I don't think it's that bad. (laughs) No, I don't think that's it. 
He looked, I got to tell you, he looked a lot more like a fish out of water than I expected him to look. Uh, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see him a lot like every week or anything, but the times that I saw him, he looked a lot more uncomfortable than I thought he was going to look. Yeah. I just think they had him in a bad role. I, I think that he would be better suited. You don't think he's actually seriously considering a return to football? No, I don't believe that. No. I okay. sure hope not. Good talking to you. All right. Bye. Take care. Thank you. No, I don't believe that again. I don't. I don't know what's going through Drew's mind. I I just think when you have the kids like he does, uh, Ben Watson tweeted something out over the weekend after the the news broke about him, and he was talking about all the cross-country trips he made and having kids in sports now and all. It's just when, – when, I just think once you leave football – if you're in a situation where you're just kind of sitting around and going to bars and drinking beers with your buddies in your hometown, you might want to come back. But when you're Drew Brees and you you got all these kids and you got all these business interests and you're constantly going, you know, San Diego and New Orleans and Lafayette and all these places, you, you know, you got all this business interest and doing commercials still and all of that. I, I, I just I just think once you get into that life, there's no going back. I, I just don't believe it for a second. Um, not at all. Not when, especially when it in, ended with him being as unhealthy and injury injured that as he was. So no, I don't believe it for a second. Um, I don't think any of that's taking place. No. Um. The game hotline, again, is 706-0111, 706-0111. Another regional that I thought was pretty interesting yesterday, when he, you know, a lot of them were, when one of the one, but was the Northwestern Regional, the officially the Evanston Regional. You never know, and it, it's probably a lot more difficult than any of us realize. <clears throat> I was a you know normally you have the Baton Rouge regional and McNeese goes there and the Cajuns go there and they bring someone else in and they have a nice little regional and it's you know everybody can drive to it um a lot of Cajun fans and I'm sure some McNeese fans got a little like I said last week, kind of what you, you get a little tired. Oh, I'm tired of coming to Baton Rouge. We're going to watch what you wish for kind of thing. Um, so instead, McNeese gets sent to Chicago, essentially. I know Evanston is not Chicago, but it's, it's close. So you get sent way up there to Chicago, and you play Notre Dame, 19 RPI, and uh, Northwestern State's, I mean, not Northwestern State. Northwestern's RPI was 11. They got a nine-seeded regional. So, you know, if I'm McNeese, it's a long way. You know, it's going to be a lot more difficult and expensive for fans to make the trip there than it would be if it was in Baton Rouge. But, you know, you're playing new teams. It's going to be interesting to see how McNeese – Fairs 
in uh, in a regional with some teams that they're not real used to, and on vice versa, they're not real used to McNeese either. And so that one was one when it happened, you're like, whoa. But again, like we were talking about for the last two weeks, they're just when especially when LSU lost in the first round of the SEC tournament, there just didn't seem to be there weren't a lot of possibilities in the region. And then and that made that situation got even more obvious or apparent or much of an issue when they uh, whenever they made the decision that that Texas wasn't going to host a regional even though their RPI was around, you know, the top 15 in that 16th. Theoretically, RPI-wise, they could have justified it. And with a great win over Oklahoma, they theoretically could have justified it. But Texas had a really up-and-down season. They started out really bad, then they got really hot, including that win over Oklahoma. And then they kind of didn't finish real strong. So just really weird, really, really strange the way it worked out but again with the Cajuns and McNeese there weren't a lot of places in the regional region to send them there just weren't I was a little surprised like that one of like either the Cajuns or McNeese didn't go to Arkansas they just didn't go that route so McNeese went all the way up to Chicago Cajuns went all the way to the Atlantic um to play in in Clemson, and so we'll see how that plays out. North Texas, a team that the Cajuns crushed earlier this year, ended up winning, um, ended up with an RPI of 47 and winning the Conference USA tournament. Uh, And the Cajuns obviously struggled with McNeese, um, and they ended up with an RPI of 58 and going to, to that after winning its conference tournament, so... It is what it is. And Auburn, by the way, uh, they've lost. Lost early in the SEC tournament. Got beat a really close one nothing game to Missouri. They got swept at Tennessee the week before. I think they've lost five in a row. So Auburn, the Cajuns opponent. Now, they haven't lost to bad teams. Don't get me wrong. It's not like they're losing to you know, a, a bunch of donkey programs, but they, they've lost five in a row coming in to this region. But again, what Auburn has is a pitcher on paper that you would consider a plus pitcher. They're averaging 6.2 runs a game this season. That can be deceiving. You know, the, the, the MO on Auburn is so say they played a kind of a puff schedule early on and, you know, didn't finish real high in the SEC standings and got eliminated in the first game of the SEC tournament. So, um, but they do have a pitcher whose numbers are really good. We'll see how. The thing that you don't like about that from a Cajun standpoint is you got a lot of young players. It's going to be their first ever NCAA regional a long way from home. You know there's going to be some nerves involved and then you're placing, facing a plus pitcher. So we'll see how many runs they score. Clemson's only averaging like four point, I think it was 4.7 runs a game. Right? It's four point something runs a game. 
Uh, their 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 team batting average is like 274. Now again, all of it's relative to who you're playing and what the weather's like. I'm sure they play in a lot more cold weather than the Cajuns did. Although the Cajuns played in a lot of cold weather games early because it was cold down here early, baseball and softball wise. So. You got to put all these little statistics and comparisons through a filter, but um, it is, um, it's going to be an interesting to see. Of course, the Cajuns, who knows if they'll play Clemson or not. But we know they're going to play Auburn, 1.30 Central Time on Friday, and we'll see how, if they win, more than likely, they will play Clemson. The other team is UNC Wilmington, Cajuns of Never played Clemson in softball because Clemson, for whatever reason, I have no idea the story behind it. They, they, didn't ha- they haven't had softball for very long, like five years or something. I mean, it, it hasn't been that long. Like, they have, like, zero history in the NCAA tournament. Well, they've been to the tournament, but it's not like they don't – it's not they don't have a long history. They haven't even had a, a program until the last, like, five years or something like that. So, it's – um. And then UMC, Wilmington, the Cajuns have never played. They have played Auburn, and most Cajun fans don't want to talk about that. (laughs) 2015 Super Regional, the Cajuns went to Auburn, and they had a big lead, and it kind of went away. Got beat 12-11. I think they were up 11-5 or something. Got beat 12-11 or up 10-5 late. Got beat 12-11 extra innings and got beat 6-3 in the next game. So, Bad memories. Not something they want to be bringing up unless they want to use it for motivation for this. And the way that it happened was walks and hit batters. Freebies, as Coach Deggs has been calling them all year. And it's something that has plagued the Cajun pitching staff when they've played the top 25 teams this year too many walks hit batters and bad defense and so we'll see if they can uh, avoid doing all that this weekend all right we'll take another time out come back with more on the game footnotes 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station How much does Foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49er. Back to Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I want to remind you, if you would like to win a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, you need to do what you need to do for a lot of these great prizes that we give away. You need to go to the website, join the game clubhouse, 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today, and you might win a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, which would make, you know, 
early summer evening at the end of the school year maybe and um, long you're just tired and you need a great evening out to spice things up could be a great opportunity so go to the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today Astros over the weekend. We talked about them winning two out of three. Verlander, you say he pitched great. I don't think he pitched great yesterday. He pitched effectively yesterday. He didn't give up hardly any hits, but he threw like 106 pitches in five innings. That's too many pitches. Um, Now, you could argue he pitched great against, was it Seattle this year, where he threw like 80 pitches in – Seven innings. But when you throw over 100 pitches in five innings, I don't know that that qualifies as pitching great. You He pitched effectively for sure, but that's way too many pitches. So you don't want to do that too often. One thing he did do was it was an interesting situation because you're facing Soto. It's still, I don't remember the score at the time, maybe 3 nothing. Two nothing. It wasn't real. They hadn't really scored a bunch of runs yet. And he's already over a hundred pitches. So you don't want to go too many more pitches. But you wanna, you know, he's a Hall of Future Hall of Famer, so say so. I mean, you know, you're dealing with an alpha male here, and you wanna you want him to get five innings, but the game was still very competitive at the time. And up steps Soto. And he just, he hung in there and hung in there and got a ground out to first. Got the five innings in. Too many pitches, but it worked. And the bullpen did fine. And also the bats really got going after that and, and kind of made it a blowout, which 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 makes it a lot easier. Um, but no, he's just not giving up hardly any hits. You know, and at times in the past since he's been in Houston, he's given up a lot of solo homers. So far, he hasn't done, I mean, he's given up a few, but he hasn't given up, he's not given up so far. It's very early, a bunch of home runs. Something else that happened over the weekend with the Astros is they made a trade. They traded Papierski, who some people say is not going to really be a major league catcher maybe a major league first baseman or DH or something. Um, And they traded him to the Giants for Dubon, who's kind of a utility guy. Faster. Like, Goodrum's a good athlete, but he strikes out too much. I I didn't think Goodrum was going to last, and he didn't. They sent him down. Offseason pickup from the Tigers. You could tell he really liked being with a winning organization, and he seemed to be fitting in fine, but he just strikes out almost every time he comes to the plate, it seems like. Not good. Um, and so they got a guy who's probably a little faster, skinnier guy, speed guy, got a little pop, but not much. Um, so I don't know how much Dubon's going to hit, but he's a guy like when Pena's out, he can play defense. He, he's a, he's, he's more athletic than Diaz, probably not quite as good a hitter as Diaz, but it's going to make more contact than Goodrum did. And he gives him that flexibility and that he can play infield. He can play any of the infield positions as well as outfield. So it's another versatile bat, which you like. You like versatility. Um, 
Gives him a little more speed, although he's not like a big speed burner guy. Just a little more athleticism. Um, and again, Goodrum's problem was not athleticism. It was that he he just swung and missed too much. Like, it's hard to pinch hit a guy when you know there's a very good chance he's going to strike out when he goes to the plate. That's just kind of just too much striking out. I, I didn't think that was going to last long term, and so far I didn't. So team still, you know, not not a highly publicized move, but one that could pay some dividends down the road, and he made his first appearance as a late defensive replacement in the game yesterday uh, at Washington. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Foot. Howdy, sir. Well, did excuse me if you spoke about this already because I missed part of your show this morning, but did you see what happened at the St. Louis-San Francisco game last night? You talking about when the Bozo pitched? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, you know, it's 15-1 to one or something, 15-2, and the Giants are out pitchers, and the Cardinals – let Pujols pitch, and everybody's throwing lobs. And it, it turned out it was wildly entertaining. I tell you, the crowd was going nuts over it. I believe it, and I, and I don't, you know, I, I don't like Albert Pujols. I've never um, hid from that. Calling him a bozo is probably a little too much. But, you know, he, he you know, again, he obviously is a Hall of Famer. First 10 years of his career might be the best. It's just... 10 years of any hitter, certainly in my lifetime and arguably ever. But, you know, again, he's just – he's one of my most hated athletes ever. But, no, it was it, – you know, those kind of things, when the game gets out of hand, you might as well have a little fun with it. I got I got no issues with it. Yeah, it was a, it was a novelty. We took an unusual interest in the game because my daughter and her family were at the game. and they Wow. Were not not too far from home plate. So we wow, wanted to that's cool. catch them on ESPN. Yeah, it's always cool to be able to go to a big league game, no question. That 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 is really cool. Oh yeah. So but uh anyway, all right. It was a novelty. We'll call yes, it a novelty. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you next time. All right, take care. Now, speaking of things that happen in non astro games over the weekend, the poor Reds. I mean the poor Reds. I mean the Reds got off to a horrendous start to the season. At one time were they like three and 20 or something. I mean, it was bad, like really bad. Well, then they finally started getting hot and started winning some games. Not like a 10-game winning streak or anything, but they won like, I don't know, four out of six games, something like that. They started winning some games. And then they go out and throw a no-hitter yesterday and lose. Now, (coughs) one of the things that makes me very uncomfortable is if my pitcher has like a no-hitter through five or six innings and I'm only up one nothing or two nothing, I'm like, uh-oh. Because a lot of times it's kind of like a, a, my, a, a small, minute example of the whole why I hate no-hitters to begin with, why I hate scoring 14 runs to begin with, is that when you when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, that's up. And so a lot of times when, you ha- when you've been sh- totally shut down for six innings, seven innings, and then you finally get that hit, 
a lot of times the momentum really goes against the team that ha- that was throwing the no hitter. Now, if it's five to nothing at the time, then you, you're probably fine. But if it's only one nothing or two nothing, eh, things can get a little dicey there. Well, it worked out for the poor Reds against the Pirates yesterday. Where they throw a no-hitter, but they hadn't scored any runs. That's awful. I mean, that's double-barrel trouble. Because chances are, things are, that is just a very uncomfortable feeling. And the poor Reds fans right now, I mean, they got, um, you finally get, this guy Green has been up and down. At times, he looked great. This young prospect throws really, really hard. And at times, he's got completely shellacked. Well, he pitches great yesterday, gets zero run support, and they lose one nothing, throwing a team no hitter. I mean, he Green didn't throw it all away, but but he but he was part of it, the biggest part of it. Uh, that's just that's just totally disheartening. Totally disheartening. It's been a rough. It's been a crazy year for the Cincinnati fan. I mean, they come out of the blue. The Bengals go to the Super Bowl, and then the Reds are just total. I mean, looking like the worst team in baseball so far. So it's like they're paying the piper in the, in the big time sports world, and I think the Bengals are going to pay the piper next year. But we'll we'll get to, we'll put that on the on the shelf for now, and and uh, once we get into the season, we'll figure that out. But um, if you don't believe me, or if, well, you don't have to believe me because I may be wrong. I mean, it's just a prediction. But if you don't even know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Go look at the Bengals' schedule. Let me just put it to to you this way. They better beat Dallas in week two. They better beat Dallas in week two. Because the last, I don't know, I'd have to go back and count it, 10 to 12 games of their season, brutal every week. Every week, brutal. Now, they're not going to lose every game. I mean, they're good. They got talent, and I do think Joe Burrow is like a, you know, ice water in the veins, cold-blooded killer, whatever, you know, little cliche thing that you want to say that the guy's a clutch player. I don't question him at all, but it's a team game. I'm not a QW, and their schedule is brutal. They better beat Dallas in week two is all I'm saying, and their conferences. Also brutal. <laughs> Their division, also brutal. Whoo, man, better them than me. I've been there. I know what it's like. But it's going to be tough. But no, the poor Reds fans. Throw in, you, you're awful. You finally start playing a little well, a little better. You throw a no-hitter, and you lose the game one nothing. <sighs> it's going to be a long season, I'm afraid, for the little Reds. But that's the way it works out. You know, they had their day, big red machine, and they laughed and joked and had fun in the 70s and late 60s and all through the 70s and through some of the 80s. Won a World Series in 90 and hadn't had a whole lot of fun since then. It were, it goes in cycles for sure. All right, we will take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show. Next on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 
Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Weekday afternoons, 4 to 6 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. May 16th, 2009, St. Martin Parish native and Hall of Fame jockey Calvin Burrell rides Rachel Alexandria to victory in the 134th Preakness. It was the first time a Philly won the second leg of the Triple Crown in 85 years. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette. 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Just got a few minutes left in today's show. We talked a lot about the Cajuns and the softball regional announcements last night. Once again, if you know if you haven't heard, the Cajuns will be opening up play in the Clemson Regional in South Carolina. 1.30 Central Time on Friday against Auburn. Auburn is the number two seed. Cage is the three seed. One seed Clemson, four seed UMC Wilmington. Um, LSU softball, by the way, is going to, going to be the two seed in Arizona State Regional. And we also discussed McNeese, who is, uh, which is the three seed in the Northwestern Regional in Evanston, Illinois, and that's the ninth-seeded regional. Talked about LSU baseball, got swept at home by Ole Miss. Not good. Cajuns baseball got swept at Texas State. Both teams will be trying. Cajuns will be coming home to play Little Rock on paper, a little easier task than going to Nashville and play Vanderbilt. So not an easy place for LSU to lick some wounds from a frustrating late season sweep in conference play. So we'll see how that plays out. Talked a little bit also about the NBA today and we're now the conference finals are set and the two teams that made it to the NBA finals last year had the medicine seasons that technically they were, they were due for according to footnotes rules. And, uh, and it happened as it was supposed to. So you got the heat and the Celtics go heat. I never really liked the heat a whole lot. I don't dislike them, but, you know, with the, the success that the Heat have had and the Marlins have had kind of gets on your nerves a little bit. Uh, and then the Mavs will play against the Warriors. We'll see how that plays out. So, of course, if you're a Saints fan, you're still relishing all the great news from last week, and that kind of gets you through it all as your uh, fandom crosses any of those platforms. All right, appreciate the phone calls. Fun Fun phone calls today, a little emotion. That's okay. Gotta love, love having a little emotion. Appreciate all the phone calls. Y'all have a nice day.